1: life and football are very similar without an identity you will not achieve your ultimate prize
0: defense wants
1: championships
2: pride and passion meet success you gotta love what you do
0: thank you for listening
2: to the east west football podcast with jerry martinez kendall whitley and now here is your host fidel barraza
0: thank you for listening to a new edition of the east west football podcast fidel barraza jerry martinez with you jerry how you doing
1: man oh man it's getting it's getting what is it 80 something days until football actually yeah we're getting
0: yeah we're getting close
1: we're getting close man and 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 just like it, it's just like many things i mean i'm following my cowboys cole hartley you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm making sure I'm, I'm paying attention to you know watch lombardi will steal uh law nation and of course uh rj ochoa from blogging the boys man and, and of course, Dave Hellman and Bobby Belt, you know what I mean? Just keeping, keeping as close as, as I can to my team, right? And that's the that Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, it's just like anything, man. It's exciting because we're trying to look for stories and we're trying to look for content. Uh, but, man, NFL is king, man, and there's always content to, to talk about with the NFL.
0: Yeah, and on today's episode, we'll go through the NFC West offseason moves. Uh, but let's start off the show uh, talking about some NFL news. So the Steelers and safety uh, Minka Fitzpatrick reached agreement on a four-year extension worth over seventy-three million dollars per. Adam Schefter, once acquired for a first-round draft pick, Minka cashes in big. Jerry, what do you think of the move?
1: Man, I think I think it's awesome, man. I think that right now the Steelers have given themselves that opportunity to to lock up these these stars that they have on defense, man, because. You know, if we're talking about Steelers defense, yeah, they, they, they've they kind of lost some key, you know, key pieces along the way, but if you can keep the core together, I think that that's a success for, you know, a, a defense that's going to be ranked in the uh, top top percentage of that division. So Mika is just a playmaker, and you added him with T.J. Watt, they both got locked up. It looks like now they can kind of build like the way teams do when they're quarterbacks on a rookie deal, take advantage of you know, these contracts right now. And then, like you said, you could say it gives you time down the lines. It's smart building all the way around from the, from the Steelers, uh, you know, from from the coach to the organization. They, they just know how to do things, and they're doing it right.
0: Yeah, ever since Minka got to Pittsburgh, I mean, he, he's been a playmaker for that defense. So good for Minka Fitzpatrick, good for the Steelers. They they signed, you know, one of their best defensive players on that team uh, to a long-term extension, and uh, and he gets money, man. He gets a lot of money.
1: Yeah, like almost eighteen million a year, man. He's getting, he's getting paid uh, just as much as uh, that numbers that number's growing, man. He's getting up there with the uh, once you once you're in the twenty million dollar mark. I mean, he's making more than running backs. He's right there with what with some wide receivers. I mean, it's it's nuts, man. So well deserved.
0: Yeah, eighteen. I mean, I just want one or two million. I'm fine. <laughs> you got eighteen,
1: nah. yeah. No, I like the eighteen, man. I'm gonna stay with him. No, no, no,
0: no. I don't I don't like the 18. I love the 18. But I'm, I'm <laughs> if I have one or two, then I'm fine with that too. So
1: yeah, 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 we gotta start somewhere. Yeah.
0: Uh Saints defensive end Marcus Davenport revealed today that he had the top of portion of his pinky finger amputated this offseason.
1: I mean that is crazy. That. So apparently damn
0: he's had this this injury since college.
1: Yeah. Uh from what from I mean, that's tough, man. I mean, shoot, man. I mean, the last time we talked about any kind of like, you know fingers situations i mean there's two that come to mind um i wasn't old enough to understand what the first one was with, and i'm talking about running a lot when he I, I, I don't know i think he ripped off his pinky uh but the most recent one that we all kind of understand is jason pierre paul and we've seen i mean dang man it's uh it almost seems like an uphill battle but i mean as i mean jason pierre paul i think he showed everybody as long as you take care of your body and you continue you know you cleanse your mind and, and take care of your body. Uh, you still be able to play football. Uh, the thing with Marcus Davenport is that man, this is—I think—he's the first rounder. This is the year that that either they take a decision on on franchise tagging him or paying him. So it's a it's a it's it's something to see. Yeah, um, and then also he did
0: have a offseason shoulder surgery, and he is in the last year of his contract, I believe.
1: Yeah, that's that's that, that's the big thing right there.
0: Yeah, so hopefully speedy recovery for him. And uh I don't – it's not reported he's going to miss any time. So I, I'm assuming he'll be ready for training camp next month.
1: Yeah. Oof. I don't know. Sounds painful, yeah. right? Yeah, man. It's just crazy. Man. I mean, it's kind of hard, right, once you lose something that you're so used to having, right? Yeah. It, it's just ugly to talk about but, sometimes.
0: But I think he'll adjust, and I think he'll be fine moving forward. For sure. Uh, cold safety – Career Willis, who had started 33 games since being a fourth-round draft pick back in 2019, announced that he's retiring from the NFL. He plans to pursue a full-time future in ministry. It's a little bit shocking. Young guy, you know, played well for the Colts, and now he's retired and going into ministry.
1: I mean, you know, honestly, I, 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 there's nothing bad that you could say anything about, you know, some a, a kid, you know, a young man especially – uh, that's chasing what he's been called to do, and I think, like you know, me personally, I have a very strong faith in God. I'm, you know, I I'm, I'm actually, you know, uh, ad- I, I am Christian. I do go to church. Uh, lifeline Heart of Worship. That's my church. Uh, you know, but hey, man, hats off to him. Uh, I wish him nothing but love and success and and prosperity. But you know, we've seen some other we've seen some other players try to. Uh, I mean, we've seen other players be successful in doing this kind of move. I think Reggie White, one of the, one of the best defense tackles of all time, uh, did something similar. So, you know, best of luck to him in his, in his bench stream.
0: Yeah, and best of luck to him. He's still young, so he's got his full life ahead of him. So good for him. Also, uh, the Lions have signed veteran Devin Funches, and he's actually not a wide receiver anymore. He's actually moved positions to be a tight end.
1: Man, I mean, man, when, you would, when we would see Devin, Fitch, Devin Funches play at Michigan. He was a truly fun prospect to watch play. Um the good thing is that he's he's changing and he's molding and you know he's he's trying to uh find a job some way somehow. Uh there's so much talent with him and I'm pretty sure that he wants to answer whatever questions he can. And I think that this is a very um uh, I mean it's 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 opposite of being selfish. It's trying to be a team player and Helping a team, you know, out in that position that they may need.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. So I mean, him, maybe him switching position. He's gonna have, you know, a better career out of tight end than he, what he did at wide receiver. I mean, he he was, you know, he was pretty decent. I mean, he yeah. had some good, some good seasons. So uh, we'll see. And uh, all the best I mean, to Devin Funches in his new position playing tight end for he the Detroit big, Lions.
1: Like you say, he has a big body, man. I mean, the 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 young man is huge. He has a good radius.
0: Yep. All right, coming up next, we'll review the offseason moves for the NFC West.
1: Stick around. All right, now let's
0: review the NFC West offseason moves, and we'll start off with the Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Notable additions, wide receiver Allen Robinson. Notable losses, edge rusher Von Miller. Uh, quarterback Darius Williams, wide receiver Ro- Robert Woods, guard Austin Corbett, and punter Johnny Heckler. Now, of course, the Rams are coming off a huge Super Bowl win. Uh, they've gave extensions to Matthew Stafford this offseason, and then also Cooper Cup and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. still not signed with the team yet, but there has been rumors that uh, that they were still trying to uh, sign OBJ.
1: Man. What an offseason for them. I think the biggest thing with the Rams is, like, they finally got that monkey off their back, right? They won the Super Bowl. And uh, a lot of a lot of the questions coming into this offseason was they are in cap hell, and they have literally taken the NFL by storm because they turn around, they sign another superstar, they retool, they refuel, and they look like they're ready to go get back into the mix of things it looks like they're they're trying to get you know a back-to-back championship which hasn't happened since i believe 1992 1993 with the Dallas Cowboys um you know back-to-back champions oh wait wait i'm sorry Patriots were back-to-back at one point <laughs> uh but anyways uh, get back with the rams if you look at the rams the, their philosophy in general i mean they did come into the off season with some some needs. You know, they had needs, uh, obviously with the corner, because you know, you need somebody to be opposite of Jalen Ramsey. You also needed um some linebacker help and uh some edge. And I mean they 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 were able to do that in free agency. You know, like I said, some big time signees and Bobby Wagner was one of them. So man, the Rams how they do it, I don't know, but I feel like a 30 for 30 is gonna be done or maybe a book is gonna be written on their on their actual team philosophy but man the rams have done a tremendous job as far as being able to pay their core and continue to move forward and i think the rams are going to be right in it back in it this this year
0: they have unlimited funds it's like playing uh monopoly they never run yeah. out of money so it's
1: it's crazy right i think they even have a t-shirt that says you know f the picks you know you just,
0: yeah uh well it's it says fuck them picks i guess you can just put it out there yeah, yeah. Uh, so,
1: I mean, we're all adults yeah. here, right? Yeah. But, but yeah, man, I mean, this is what makes NFL so so great, right? Because you know, you got some teams that can't do these things, right? You know, because you got what they call small market teams, you know, Green Bay, they choose to make their teams and 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 you know, do it through the draft and they, you know, they they have key pieces in place, but they're totally opposite, even. And you know what, throw the Cowboys in there too. I mean, mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys we saw them kind of have a crazy off season where they let go of some stars and, 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 and yada, yada, yada. And, and, you know, it it just, just, it's just a team that, that needs to be uh, paid attention to closely. The coaching staff looks like every year they take a piece of their coaching staff, but look at them. They're right there in the mix. They still have their players. And I mean, they're just something that, they're just something that needs to be studied there to understand, to be able to, to, uh, you know, continue competing with him.
0: Yeah. And then also, I mean, I I think the, the, one of the biggest storylines this off season was the rumor that Aaron Donald was going to walk away from football and retire. So they were able to lock him up as well, gave him an extension. They gave him a pretty good amount of money. And I mean, pretty much that defense is intact. I mean, especially with the, with the addition of Bobby Wagner, this defense is going to be very dangerous this upcoming
1: season. Yeah. Bobby Wagner, Jalen, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, and, and, I mean they continue to add on and add on. I mean Allen Robinson, you know, across from Cooper Cup. I mean it's, it's going to be kind of interesting. it's going to be a very and 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 they also re-signed Matt Stafford, so you know, the core like you said, it's it's there. It's going to look good. Uh I think I believe the story was Aaron Donald said he would give him, give the NFL 8 years and and this and this was 8 seasons that yeah. he gave Uh, So that was the story. But, I mean, when that money came in, wow. I think they made him the highest-paid non-quarterback position of all time.
0: All right. Moving along to the San Francisco 49ers. So notable additions, uh, quarterback Javarius Ward, uh, safety George Odom, linebacker Owen Burks, wide receiver Ray Ray McLeod, uh, notable losses Lakin Tomlinson, uh, defensive tackle DJ Jones, uh Cornerback Kawan Williams, and running back uh, Rohim Mostert. And, of course, a, a player that's still in this roster, and not a lot of people thought he was still going to be on this team, uh, is quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, who's still recovering from uh, offseason shoulder surgery. But it is projected, supposedly, that Trey Lance is going to be the starting quarterback for the Niners' this, uh, upcoming season.
1: Uh, I'll tell you this much right now. Uh, wow. uh I think that this this is very interesting situation. I mean, uh uh, it's just there's two quarterbacks out there and and jimmy g's a part of the talks right now his name hasn't been as 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 predominant as the other one and i'm talking about baker mayfield but yeah i mean they're they're, it looks like they're giving the keys the Porsche to trey lance and i think that they have the i you know some people can argue with me kyle Shanahan is not uh, the right type of head coach he's a great offensive uh coordinated mind but you know, I think that every year he's making a case, and and I mean this year, their draft that they had didn't really wow a lot of people. I mean, they did get a, a standout out of USC, Drake Jackson, and they got that wide receiver uh, Danny Gray, and then of course they had the the they had the drama with Debo, but Debo Debo finally showed up. So yeah, man, I think I think that if anything, if Cal Shanahan can continue to have success in the running game. Then they won't need to necessarily rely on a quarterback's arm, but this is going to be an exciting time. I know that me personally, I have talked to Walter Stringer, uh, draft analyst here with on the East West Football, and uh, he just says, "Man, this this is a big risk that the foreigners are taking with Trey Lance." And I tell him, "I don't know, man. This kid looks special, so uh, I'm expecting I'm expecting this kid to kind of be able to open up. Not, I don't think he's gonna open up this season, but maybe next season, but." I still think that they still have enough firepower to get back into that that mix, especially, like, you know, a game deep into the playoffs. So,
0: Yeah, and then, well, let's talk about Devo Samuel because he was one of the players that helped the Niners make that, that huge turnaround in the midseason. And, um, you know, they, they went to the NFC Championship game and they were up that whole game pretty much until the fourth quarter. Um, let's talk about him for a little bit. So, I mean, obviously... He plays wide receiver, but then he would come in these packages and he would pay, uh, play the running back position as well. Now, there was a lot of speculation saying that he didn't he want he to do the running back deal anymore, that he wanted to get paid as a wide receiver. As we all know, wide receivers are tend to make more money than running backs just because of the shelf life that they have after you know getting hit so much. Now, he, supposedly he wanted to trade, he didn't want to be with the Niners anymore, but then he showed up a couple of weeks back. Um, for for minicamp so i mean jerry what do you think is going to happen is he going to show up is he going to play is he going to get traded like what are your thoughts on it
1: i mean honestly i think that i think what he it's a hard situation man because yeah i mean i can i can remember myself i mean when it was it was a hard step that to move out of you know a parent's house and 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 go make a life for yourself uh you know you you get you do get a little homesick I, i mean but you know, it is what it is, uh, but it looks like from all reports, it looks like, you know, he's he's coming back. So uh the way it looks like to me is, you know, he's going to get paid and he's going to get paid by the 49ers and he's going to be a 49er going forward. I think that this was just kind of something that he wanted to get out and see if he could spark something. But, you know, 49ers didn't budge, and I'm pretty sure they had some pretty good offers. I mean, I think I remember an offer there where, you know, uh. I think it was the Jets, I'm not too sure, but they're yeah. the ones that were very serious in the effort of a first round pick. Um I even heard that that had the had the Jets. I mean, and I, and I read this on Twitter, of course. I can't I can't I can't give you a trustable source, but I heard that it came down to if the Jets were willing to give up their earlier first round pick, not their la- not the one that they had later on in the draft they would have done the trade, but I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't really see it. I did. I did read that on Twitter. Um, of course, a crazy situation, but man, if he can get back on, if they can get him back into the offense, wow, what a relief uh, for Cal Shanahan because that running game is going to continue to run hard and it's going to help the development of Trey Lance speed up a lot faster.
0: Most definitely. All right, let's move along to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, notable additions. I mean, to me, Jerry, and correct me if I'm wrong. The, to me, they only had one, and that was trading for uh, Hollywood Brown for the Ravens.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's hard, man, because they had a weird offseason, man. I mean, you talk about. I think I, I'll I'll say this. I think I think uh, Kyler Murray was one of the first at uh, one of the first NFL players to kind of you know clean his social media of all Cardinals. Card- everything to do Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah so, cuz he uh,
0: wanted a new contract for the draft. Yeah, and Allegedly. I
1: mean I mean right now I think I think I heard I saw another report on Twitter. I'm sorry. You know, but you know.
0: Hey, Twitter's the newspaper of the 2000s.
1: It is, man. I'm sorry. 2020 I should say. Yeah. Well, I, you know, from what I saw is that he's looking he's looking to reset the market and that is insane because I think the market is at what 45 mil right now.
0: Well, it's either him or Lamar Jackson that's going to reset it for one year, and then uh, Justin Herb is going to reset it the next year. So yeah, so
1: I mean, it's crazy because uh, it's 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 kind of like it's kind of like a it's kind of like a funny situation, right? Because in the beginning, the reason why they put these structures in place was because these contracts were getting out of hand, and I'm talking about rookie contracts. Because if you go back to when Matt Stafford was a rookie he was making like 50 mil a year man uh the contracts were get uh, were insane yeah Yeah. so you know when the nfl stepped in said you know we can't be doing this nfl kind of intervened and said you know what we're gonna put a rookie a rookie uh salary scale in place to avoid this from happening because you have rookies making crazy money i think jamarcus russell right yeah uh will go down as 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 one of the (laughs) Oh man, I hate to use the word man, but bust. Uh, but he got paid a lot of money by by uh, the Oakland Raiders then, and you know, and he looked he looked like he was going to be the future. But I mean, sometimes you you can't really push those things to work on. But getting back on subject, it's crazy how you know history is kind of repeating itself. But it's just it's 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 in an earn it type, type way. Uh, the thing with with Kyler Murray is that he needs he needs to improve on what he built. And uh last offseason, and that was a great start, but the finish was not as good. So the Cardinals overall, I mean, aside from like you said, their pickups or free agency pickups, I mean, their draft was uh it wasn't too bad, actually. Uh it uh some people were kind of you know, they were a little bit confused, right? Because I believe they gave um their tight end who they got from the Eagles, right? They gave him a... a they gave him Ertz. Zach Ertz. They gave him a contract extension, and what they did was they go and they they draft who a lot of people thought was the number one tight end in the actual draft, and that was Trey McBride. Uh, so, you know, you look at their draft, it's all right. Uh, I think they also added Cameron Thomas. He's a good defensive end out of San Diego State. Or was it San Diego State? Well, anyways... They 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 added some good pieces in place, but my biggest question is with you know, with these nice additions that they were able to replace some stars that they lost, can Kyler Murray kind of snap out of whatever funk he's in and get back and finish the year strong? Yeah, and
0: then Zachary actually had the best season for a tight end since the Cardinals moved to Arizona. And uh, Arizona's bringing him back was a uh, paramount. It was a big thing for him to sign back on with the Cardinals. He wanted to be there. And uh, also Kyle Emmer wanted to keep him there. Uh, notable losses, like, you know, we kind of touched on it. So wide receiver Christian Kirk, uh, edge rusher Chandler Jones, running back Chase Edmonds, linebacker Jordan Hicks, and defensive tackle Jordan Phillips. So they had some key pieces walk away this offseason.
1: Yeah. And, and like I said, I mean, Cameron, uh, Cameron Thomas he, – he, they also added Maji Sanders from Cincinnati, so <clears throat> it looked like they're trying to they're trying to get ready for that life that that afterlife after you pay your quarterback the the forty five fifty million dollars, right? So, which is which is which is unfortunate, right? They lost they lost Chandler Jones uh, because you know obviously they know that you know the contract's coming up with yeah. Kyler Murray. Now Chandler Jones joined the the Raiders, and now the Raiders are serious contenders in the AFC West, right? So, yeah. Uh, but we'll see, man. If the Cardinals, if Kyler Murray can stay focused, uh, I know, I know the biggest, the biggest thing for them on offense is the suspension of DeAndre Hopkins. But I mean, if Kyler Murray can get the ball to Hollywood Brown, you know, maybe, maybe they can kind of repeat what they did. But it's all about the finish for them.
0: And now moving to the team that probably had the biggest turnover in the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks. So obviously, we know that Russell Wilson got traded to Denver. They also lost D.J. Reed, tight end Gerald Everett, and tackle Jamarco Jones. Now, notable additions were Quentin Jefferson, defensive tackle, uh, center Austin Blythe, uh, quarterback Drew Locke via the trade for uh, Russell Wilson. They also received Noah Fett and defensive uh, defensive tackle Shelby Harris. So, Jerry, this is a team that is going to look a lot different this year coming up. Uh, they were able to draft the running back, I think, was the best running back Available in the draft and K- uh, Kenneth Walker the third out of Michigan State. Um, what are your thoughts?
1: Man, I mean, it looks like it looks like you said it's a completely teardown, man, without without even having to like explain it or or show it. They just did it. And like they didn't they, they beat around the bush, right? Like you said, Russell Wils, Russell Wilson, boom, traded off. They got the they got their draft capital that people were making, I'm not making fun of, but judging them for giving up uh, two first round picks for, for, uh, <clears throat> for the safety from, from the Jets. Uh, what was his name? Jamal Adams. Uh, Jamal Adams. So they were able to make it up with Russell Wilson, but man, in the process, they get drew lock. And a lot of people are kind of sketchy with drew locks play. So it's going to be a very interesting storyline. I know the Seahawks, they've always been known for their corners. They, 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 they addressed that later on also in the draft. So, they got a, a very interesting prospect at, at corner. I think that, that a lot of people he's gonna he's gonna when people see him, you know, playing for the, you know all you Seahawks fans and anybody that watch Seahawks fans, or you know anybody that's gonna watch some Seahawks football, you guys are gonna freak out with what they have at cornerback. I mean, about Tyreek Woolen out of UTSA, that kid is that young man is six four, about two hundred pounds, and he ran a four two six official forty yard dash at the at the combine. That's holy smokes, man! I mean, that guy's huge. At six floor, he's a he's a wide receiver that converts a corner. So that was a later on, uh, a later on pick from the draft pick that you just said. So I think that overall, um, man, I don't know. We're gonna figure out if it was Russell Wilson or the or Pete Carroll's coaching that will keep the Seahawks in contention. And I think we'll figure it out real real fast who that will be.
0: And we actually will because they face off in week one in Seattle. And I believe that is Monday night football, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Hey, NFL never disappoints, man. It's awesome, bro. It, I mean, that that you can't. I mean, it, it, we knew it would happen. But, Ben, so early like that, that's a that's a wake-up call for all NFL fans. How hey. you doing? How you doing, Agram? I'm good. I'm good. How y'all doing?
2: Pretty good, man
1: man i'm getting it's it i don't know the exact date but i know it's around 80 days left till the end, the start of the nfl season so mm-hmm. you know i'm getting excited just like everybody else and you know want what we we we, we want to hear what's going around in the nfl i mean of course me my team is is the cowboys but i i still want to know what, what the, what's up with the patriots i want to know what's up with the ravens and you know i i think if anything let's get right into it let 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 our audience know a little bit more uh i for those that didn't catch the, the first time that you, we had you on as special guest, let's see, reintroduce yourself to
3: it. <clears throat> yeah, I have a um, YouTube channel called Engraving Vids. It's team Keep It Clean. That means um, with Team Keep It Clean, it's uh, family friendly. Everybody's more than welcome to come through. And that's whether you're a Ravens fan or not, um, no matter what team you're a fan of, uh, feel free to subscribe. Um, we have we have a lot of fun on there. There's videos literally every single day, whether it's off season, whether it's during the season. Um, playoffs, whatever it, we have videos every single day. Uh, most are about the Ravens. It's a lot of videos about other teams as well, uh, different moves that they've made, um, and, and potential moves and whatnot. Um, so on Twitter, it's engraving Instagram, is engraving as well.
1: Well said, well said. Hey, man, and 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 like I love, like you said, what you stand for, team, keep it clean, man. I mean, it, it's it's just football, right? And you make it easy not only for for you know. The You know, like anybody, like you said, like uh, of our age, but also a, a, the younger youth. Right. Because that's 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 the importance is the youth that that is coming up under us. Right. And right. uh they're just as hungry as we are. And so I think that, you know, for what your channel stands for, I think everybody that especially if you if you follow Ravens, you should follow Engraveds. I mean, he does a, a great job of keeping you up to date. So uh, let's talk a little bit about about the Ravens' off season. I mean, wh- overall, what would you give this grade compared to all uh, the previous seasons?
3: Mm. This off season, I um, think a lot of a lot of it is just a matter of health, uh, because last year it was just guys dropping like flies. Like <laughs> in the off season, then once the season started, and it literally did not stop. Even in the very last game of the season last year. Uh, we had a guy tears Achilles. So it was nonstop injuries throughout the whole year last year. Um, So it's, for the Ravens, one of the biggest things is a matter of health. Um, They had a pretty good draft. Um, Of course, we we won't really fully know until the guys actually hit the field, and then we won't truly know until like three, four years out how successful and how good this draft was. Uh, But on paper, uh, it looks pretty good. Um, because they addressed uh, a lot of areas of need. They picked 11 draft picks. Uh, I remember going into the draft. They had 10 draft picks. And I was thinking there's no way that this team is going to draft 10 rookies. No, man, It's not going to happen. Uh, and they ended up drafting 11 because they had a trade where they got an extra draft pick and they ended up using every last one. Um, so they feel that the roster pretty nice uh, as far as uh, free agency. They filled some holes there with the offensive line. They brought uh, some guys back, some familiar faces like the fullback, Pat Riccardi. You know, Ravens, they they run the ball a lot. and They want to run the ball a lot. So bringing back their fullback, it, it, it was an expected move. Um, Boasting up their offensive line, signing the Morgan Moses, signing uh, Marcus Williams, the safety, uh, who used to play for the Saints. Uh, and with him being in his prime, that should help. Ravens gave up a lot of big plays uh, last year, uh, a lot of big passing plays. They were last in passing offense – or passing defense, excuse me. Uh, so it was rough. Um, but, again, Marcus Peters, starting cornerback, he got lost for the season before the season even started. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, uh, he got lost about a little more than halfway through the season. Uh, Anthony Averett, who ended up being a starter because of the injury to Marcus Peters, he got lost uh, during the season. So it, it was just rough, man. They um. So as far as a, a mix of the draft and free agency and health, uh For the Ravens this off season, I would give them probably a A minus or a B plus. Man, but you
1: guys really shored up that 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 backs, you know, the backside of that defense. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, did you guys bring in Marcus Williams and then drafted Kyle Hamilton? I mean, yeah. It, I mean, and then you you got like you said Marcus Peters returning, and you still got uh hum, Marlon Humphrey. Right. So. Uh, <laughs> And they, the they, they they they
2: had to do that because look at the teams they're going through in the division: the Browns mm-hmm. Sean Watson, Cincinnati with Burrow, Chase Higgins. Even um, I mean, the Steelers—they got a little young there, so they had to do it. So, mm-hmm. Ravens always had a pretty good draft.
1: Hey, but taco you—you just said some some good na- some good team names right there. But what about the Bengals? I want to hear from you, Engravits. I mean, uh, what is 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 this Bengals teams for real? Do you guys have to respect them week in and week out? And uh, what are your thoughts on their season last season?
3: Hey, Bengals showed a lot last year. Uh, and they have a lot of teams wanting to do what they did last year uh, because they, they took it all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, they had a – their offensive line was rough. It was really rough, but they didn't let that stop them. They didn't let that be an excuse, and they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. I know a lot of people talk about their 10-7 and seven season. So the season was like, oh, it was mediocre. They won 10 games, they lost seven. It's only a three-game differential. It's not, not, not really good. It's not the worst, but it's not great. Um, and a lot of people like to hold that against them. But with the Bengals, they showed like, okay, 10 and 7, watch what we do in the playoffs. And they showed up when it mattered the most. Um, they, they beat the, the Raiders. Um, they beat the Chiefs. And them beating the Chiefs, they beat the Chiefs two times. Uh, last season, once in the regular season and once in the playoffs, uh, and then they beat the Titans. Titans were pretty banged up too now, but they they were still the number one seed uh, in the AFC. So they went into their their stadium and they took care of business and they made it to the Super Bowl. Um, and they were a couple plays away uh, from winning. I was glad that they didn't, but
1: they, <laughs>
3: they were a couple plays away from winning. So they um they are definitely a team that's for real, in my opinion. Um, especially for what they did with their offensive line because they they took what was a weakness of theirs and they they added strength to it. So that was smart on their part. And now you have uh Joe Burrow in, in this crazy in his first full season. His first full season playing his second season in the league, but his first full season playing, he went to the Super Bowl. So that says a lot. That that'll be a nice confidence booster for him, really for that whole team, uh, off of what they can do. Cause they know like, hey, well, okay, we 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 made it. Now what? We just got to try to run it back. Now that's the hardest thing right there, trying to run it back. Um, but they are well-equipped to do that.
1: Let me ask you a question real quick. <laughs> it's going to be kind of – it's going to be a little edgy. No,
3: that's fine.
1: If, if bagels can – I mean, Bengals can duplicate what they did last season, mm-hmm.
3: who is the best quarterback in the AFC North division? It just all depends on how everything plays out. That's a, that's a really good question. Um, It it depends on how it plays out because, say, for instance, Bengals, say, for instance, they make to the playoffs and they even go to the Super Bowl again. Are they going to the Super Bowl because of Joe Burrow or are they going to the Super Bowl in spite of Joe Burrow uh, with the Ravens? For instance, if they make the playoffs or they don't make the playoffs, Uh, is Lamar balling out and doing everything that he can to put this team in a position to win? Or is it falling more on the defense? Then you got Deshaun Watson. We'll see if he even ends up playing or not. But um, so it, it just it all depends on how everything happens.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think you're absolutely right. Uh, so, you know, like you said, they invested a lot into their offense. Mm-hmm. But let's get back let's get back onto some Ravens talk, right? I mean, I think overall the draft class was was outstanding. I think that that's something that the Ravens have always done good is is mm-hmm. wow uh, the talent that they are able to find in every round and every selection. Uh, overall, you know, I, I know you you gave them an what was it a minus on the off season. Uh, what was your overall draft grade for the draft that they came away with, you know, with these young prospects?
3: Draft would probably be an A um, because they got a lot of guys that were considered like, they got like four guys that were considered like top 20 guys. Yeah. Um, that being David, Kyle David Hamilton. Ajabo. Uh, yeah, David Ajabo, yeah. And that Achilles injury uh allowed him to make it to the Ravens. Um, Tyler Lindenbaum and mm-hmm. uh, Travis, Travis Jones, too. So yeah. they got. Really, They got really good players uh, for really good value. Stuff just uh, worked out for them. And I think that a combination of uh, 2020 as well, because uh, 2020, you know, that was the COVID year. That was a huge year, just in everybody's life um, in a bad way. And it had a lot of negative impacts. And But with COVID that year, I think it had a positive impact on this draft because a lot of guys were like, all right, this is a weird football year. This is just a weird year overall. So a lot of guys who were in college, they end up staying back. So that allowed this draft to really be almost oversaturated uh, with talent. So a lot of guys who may be, like, top 20 in the, or in the first round, they could end up being, like, second or third round picks just because there's so many players uh, to choose from. But, yeah, a, a, overall, I would give the Ravens an A because they got a lot of value and they they filled a lot of holes on the team, too.
1: Yeah, man, most definitely. Uh, I think I think uh, the, the biggest thing right now is how much is Lamar Jackson going to be making this year, right? Because I think that that's been the, the talk of the offseason. Mm-hmm. But, you know, look at Lamar, man. I mean, good for him. You know, uh, he's never been shy off of social media. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's never been, you know, one of those guys, you know, a diva. Uh, he's not too diva, but he's not shy. You know what I mean? He just stands his ground and he says, you know, he just has what's on his mind. Right. And and I like that. I like that about Lamar. I think that that's something unique. Uh, sometimes you, you just got to put your foot down and, and just and let people know what's going on. I mean, you can't have people always just kind of talking for you. Right. And I think that Lamar has done a great job. I know it's going to be an interesting kind of situation um, not having Hollywood Brown around. I mean, Hollywood mm-hmm. Brown, we we. We all had high expectations. We saw what he did at Oklahoma, you know, for the Sooners. I uh, I believe him and CeeDee Lamb were all at uh, and 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 one time, you know, before Baker. I mean after Baker was Kyler Murray. Uh-huh. I mean, they they all had great success. And man, they'd all look like a great team and they looked like they were gonna be superstars in the NFL. So it's gonna be some some interesting storylines, you know, not not only with the Ravens, but some of the players that they had previously. Um Kendo, what you got?
2: Yeah, man, engraver. First, thank you for joining us today. Oh, yeah. I know you are busy, one of the busy content creators out there. You do a great job. I Just want to let you know that. Love the background, appreciate Pretty show, whatnot. And I'm gonna pick up where um, Jerry left off at. He's no, He didn't want to address it, but I, we're gonna address the elephant in the room about Lamar Jackson. How
3: much you think he's worth? <laughs> and, you, and when do you think a deal to get done? Before, if you if you would have asked me today, not even three hours ago. I would have said a deal ain't happening until next off season. Um, but since those three hours have passed and the Ravens have recently had a presser that Lamar spoken to the media for the first time in a long time, it's looking like something may happen uh, this off season. Um, just because of a lot of the phrases that he used, uh, a, a lot of the, um, just how he, you could tell like he knows that he's in control um, of this, of the Ravens uh, and of these contract talks. Uh, and he has he has the leverage because Lamar Jackson is the team. Um now with Lamar, I think it, it has to start at it has to start at, at least 231 mil guaranteed. Wow. It has to because Deshaun Watson, he got 230 mil guaranteed. And the reason I say it starts there is because with the quarterback market, it's all about what the last guy got. Well what the highest paid guy recently got. Wow. Not even the last guy, but the highest paid guy. But with Deshaun Watson, he had like The Browns gave this guy 230 mil guaranteed, guaranteed. And the way that they structured the contract like this year, um, because who knows if he's going to play, how many games he's going to play, we'll see. But the way that they structured the contract is that his salary this year is just $1 million. So say, for instance, worst case scenario for him, he gets suspended this year, he just loses a mil, and that's it. He still got 229 mil sitting there. Um, But with Lamar Jackson, the reason why I say it starts there is because Again, he is everything for the Ravens, but with the brown they with them giving him that money, the, the Browns giving Deshaun Watson that money, Lamar could be like, hey, I, I don't have any allegations, and we don't know if they're true or not. That's to say, allegations. I don't have any allegations, any pending allegations, anything like that against me. Like, what's up? I, I don't. I, I'm not getting ready to possibly be suspended or anything like that. And that's before we even talk about what he means to the team, but the fact that he does mean everything to the team and his value to the Ravens is just sky high, uh, that that makes it start right there for me.
2: That's a good That's a good point. Speaking of the team, do you feel that Lamar has enough around him? Do, like, do the Ravens have enough around Lamar for them to compete in the AFC? Because the AFC is crowded now. And, is. and the second part of that question is, where do you feel the Ravens rank at right now amongst, amongst not just the AFC North, but the AFC Beast?
3: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like they've done so much, especially offensive line, um, running backs, tight ends, but receiver is still and has always been the biggest question mark for the Ravens. Uh, Right now, they have a lot of unknown guys, so we don't know if they're going to be good. We don't know if they're going to be bad. We don't know if they'll be all right. It's just a lot of unknown uh, because these are guys that just really haven't consistently got a lot of playing time. Um, you have Rashad Bateman. He was the first round pick last year, but last year he missed like the first five, six games with a groin injury. And then he did start playing and him and Lamar had some nice chemistry, but then Lamar got hurt. So Lamar ain't finished the season, but Rashad Bateman did. And they just, they never got to really consistently be out there on the field together. Um, you also have another second year receiver who they drafted last year, who was Tylan Wallace. Uh, he didn't really play much offensive snaps last year. He was on special teams a lot. Then he ended up getting hurt on a special teams play. So he missed the rest of the season. So he wasn't out there too much. Uh, you have James Prochet, who is going into his third year. He was a fifth or sixth round pick um, three years ago, and he is—he hasn't been on the field too much, so it's a lot, it's a lot of unknown. And then you have another third-year receiver in Devin Duvernay, who was a third-round pick um, three years ago, uh, and he—he's been on the field a lot, but he hasn't really—he's used been used more as sort of a gadget, as a weapon instead of a, a receiver. Uh so again it's it's just so much unknowns. And the Ravens, they didn't draft any receivers. Uh when they with them trading away Hollywood Brown. I just um when they did that, uh I just knew like, all right, yeah, they, they're gonna draft a receiver in this draft. And nope, they didn't draft not one. Um, so I was shocked about that. Uh they signed a couple of undrafted free agents, so we'll see what at, at wide receivers, so we'll see what happens there. Um but that would be my biggest question mark for the ravens right now is what they do at wide receiving is if and if they really going to roll uh with these young guys um now where would i rank them uh in the afc oof cuz you got some heavy hitters in the afc you got mm-hmm. the bills be- like they a really good team josh allen really good quarterback they always reload both on offense and defense um Jesus. always yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs are nice. Even though they they traded away Tyreek Hill, but Patrick Mahomes he has still had success without Tyreek Hill. But still, Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill, and that's to do. Du- you can't really duplicate him. I have, we haven't seen anybody in the NFL be able to duplicate what Tyreek Hill can do. So I know Tua is really, really happy about that. Um, you got the Bengals, like we talked about earlier. They just came from the Super Bowl, and they made their team uh, that much stronger. With the Browns, they have uh, these strong rosters, but for some reason the browns they just they do a lot of brown stuff um so i'm not sure like what's going to happen with them and of course with all the drama that they got going on uh who knows um man well so with the ravens uh they, they their roster was already solid um but again a lot of people are just missing due to injury but with a healthy ravens um and everything that they've done this offseason I'll probably put them uh, – I'll probably put them around like maybe like six, six, seven. I'm trying to think of who else. Put. I think they're
2: in that second tier with maybe Tennessee, New England. Um, oh, Tennessee, Tennessee. I
3: forgot about Tennessee.
2: Yeah, Tennessee, New England, Baltimore. Devont, and, the, Ra- the Raiders. The Raiders. Oh, Raiders, yeah, the the Raiders. Raiders yeah.
3: man. They, they got Devontae. hmm yeah, but I think uh, Baltimore has
2: currently constructed in that second tier. Now you gonna you got your top tier with Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati. I think Pittsburgh's going they're going to surprise some people this year too. I think the Steelers are. But I think the Ravens are during that they're in that second tier.
1: When when I look at when I look and I and I sorry to interrupt, but when I look at what the Ravens are doing, I I I really like it. I, it looks like they're going to be focusing on the run. Uh last year I think that that was that was kind of a hard situation. I think all your running backs went down early on in the season. <laughs> So you know if they can all bounce back, I think that they're going to focus on the run, and I think that when you can focus on the run, you can get you can get Lamar going. Uh, obviously with Tyler Linderbaum and and then and the added tight ends, I mean now you can now you can do twelve man formations, right? You have you 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 know, that means you only have one wide receiver and Rashad Bateman. I tell you this, he he can make any quarterback look good because he can adjust on the fly his his wingspan is outstanding. His his catch radius is amazing. So I think that the the maturation with Rashad Bateman and and like I said, Tylen Wallace he is no pushover, man. He he was making a name for himself at Oklahoma State. I think that the only thing that really knocked him to be a later a later draft pick was that he had, he had, he had came he had tricked tried bouncing back from a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proche man, he SMU guy. Uh man he's he he makes some crazy catches and uh and Duvernay man I I think it's just what every NFL team wants is they want their own Devo Samuel I think that that's what Mm. the Ravens have is is their Devo Samuel and Duvernay so it's an interesting team Mm -hmm. I think that this year the Ravens are going to make the strongest that they've made in the last three seasons I I strongly I strongly see it with their team building and uh, their coaching staff still in play so it's kind of hard right I mean yeah, the, that's the Steelers were always a hard hitter, but I mean, I mm-hmm. mean, they're 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 kind of like in a rebuild type deal. Yeah, their defense mm-hmm. is solid. I mean, we just saw, what, wow. I mean, we just saw what what um, you Minko? know, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. did mm-hmm. he got the bag yesterday. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I feel bad for the Ravens, man. I mean, pretty soon that's gonna be the situation there, and and it's gonna be interesting to see how Cal Hamilton does uh for mm-hmm. you guys. You know how you guys are gonna implement and how you're gonna use his skill set. So and um.
2: Before we let you go, I want to ask you one. I'm not sure if you've seen the comments from former Ravens, Willie Sneed, about, um, about the offensive coordinator and mm-hmm. why veteran receivers struggle when they go to Baltimore and why future receivers, they probably won't like in to Baltimore. What do you, you think about that? And why do you think some of these receivers struggle when they go there? Dez went there. Y'all had Michael Crabtree. Y'all had a bunch of these, Steve Smith. Steve Smith, he was all right there. But a mm-hmm. lot of these guys go there, but they don't really – they always seem like when they lead, they talk about the, the, the offense or something.
3: Yeah, it's um, it's a philosophy thing with the Baltimore Ravens because I know a lot of people like to pin it on Greg Roman and Greg Roman is not innocent by any means. But I think the issue is a lot deeper than Greg Roman. The Ravens have never uh, been a team that truly values uh, the wide receiver position, and, and they uh, are saying when when the Raven when the NFL is zigging, then the Ravens are zagging. So they do a lot of things their own way, and they obviously have had some success uh, over their, the the tenure of the team, but. Recently uh the success has been limited. Um, so I feel like the Ravens just need to put more emphasis uh on the passing game on receivers because it's it's gonna continue to happen. Hopefully, like this year things can change because last year was a start in the right direction. Uh because the Ravens, they were passing the ball a lot last year, and they were passing the ball nice last year too. Um, but yeah,
2: they they're just as bad as drafting receivers as the team behind it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but yeah with, with with the Ravens I'm hoping that what they did last year even though I think with the passing game last year it was due to uh, the injuries that they had at running back um, since they, they didn't have any of their running backs last year they didn't. Uh, so they were forced to pass the ball a lot more so what I'm hoping is that now with the healthy Ravens team that they can implement the passing game that they had last year but also of course run the ball because you know Ravens are gonna run a ball um, they can do it like a healthy mix of both.
1: Yeah, because you guys lost Wink also, right? In the offseason? season.
3: Yeah. So went to uh, the Giants.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's with the Giants now. So, uh, engraved. Uh, where where can where can uh anybody that that's listening where can they follow you uh, aside from your YouTube page, right? Um, and if you can just spell it out,
3: you know, uh, yeah, where sure. where are you most
1: active? Which social media is the best uh for them
3: to catch you on? Oh, well, a- everything is engraving via I-N-G-R-A-V-E-N-V-I-D-S. That's the YouTube channel, Twitter, We're on Twitter, a lot, probably more than I should be. Um, <laughs> and, and, and Instagram and Facebook as well. Everything is engraving visas, all one word.
1: And, and and last question before we let you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us
3: your prediction for the Ravens
1: season this year.
3: Uh, Ravens, I'll say 12-5 uh, right now, just because of the unknown at wide receiver. I say the farthest they go is the AFC Championship. Hopefully Ooh. I'll be wrong, but I say Father State goes AFC Championship. Man, that's I mean, real good, There, You guys good. were you guys were in the Super Bowl not too long ago, man. Right, well, that was like 10, 11 years ago. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Cowboys is before, almost before 30 years. Go,
2: can, before we let you go, can you tell the fans what is where'd you get the team to keep it clean from?
3: Uh, it's funny because that came like a, a long time ago, uh, when I would be like in Xbox parties, like playing Madden and stuff. And there'd be a group of us in there and we'd just be talking, joking, whatever. And then if somebody came in there cursing, yeah, I'd be like, whoa, 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 no, no, chill out with all that cursing and stuff. And then one of my friends was like, yeah, yeah. Team, keep it clean. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. And
1: that was it. So <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, man. Well, thank you so much and great, and, uh, oh, yeah, for And, sure. uh, best of wish on, on, on your channel and, uh, sure. with the Ravens season. And that's
0: going to go and do it for this edition of the East West Football Podcast. Thank you, everyone out there, for listening. Take care, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there this weekend, and uh, stay safe. Talk to you soon.
1: Welcome to the Candle Power Hour.